Welcome to Mother Puckers, the first and only podcast for hockey moms by a hockey mom. And that's me, Julie Bardownski. Can you believe it? We're on episode 40. Supposed to happen last week, but my guest got food poisoning. And that was not going to make for a very good interview. And I didn't have a whole lot of things that I could have shared last week. So I decided to, you know, just take a break, save it, save it for this week, see where we went. And let me tell you what, we have got material to cover for you today. I also want to first welcome the new listeners. I am loving seeing all the new listeners that are coming in and getting hopefully some fun and entertainment and tips and tricks from Mother Puckers. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to email me at julietmotherpuckers.com for stories that you have, interviews you'd like me to do, people you'd like to hear from, or things that you'd like me to cover in general got a whole bunch of fun things planning, so it's going to be great. I have two episodes left for this year of 2020, the first year of existence for Mother Puckers this week as a Merry Christmas to you all or Happy Holidays or Hanukkah, whatever you like. I am wishing all of you cheer and good health as always. Hopefully, you are all ready for the blessings of the season and are able to enjoy them in whatever fashion you can. Just do your best to maintain and manage yourselves to stay healthy, enjoy the season, and all that it can bring. While 2021 won't be that brand new start that we'd like it to be, because unfortunately, viruses and politicians don't stop just because the calendar changed, but I'd like you to encourage I would like to encourage you to look back on the last 12 months and reflect on what some of the good was that you could find out of it all. Next week, I'll be reading some of my listeners' letters on what they are happy and grateful for from 2020. And if you can, send me your positive silver linings on the year to be included. Julie at motherpuckers.com. I will be sharing my own. Some things you might not expect will be shared as well. Bring it on. There are blessings. There are, there are. So the reason why I found some good things to talk about this week, as the title may tell you, guns and drugs. How does that relate to being a hockey mom? Because I mean, the last time I talked about something like that, it was in college for Economics 51 and Professor Walter Johnson's Guns and Butter to teach us about supply and demand, it's nice to know that those collegiate teachings come back around into my hockey mom life, but it's guns and drugs instead. So let me tell you the story of the weekend. (laughs) Pull up to our hotel in Dallas. And yes, I do love Dallas. Love you, Dallas. Pull up in front of the hotel in Dallas. We used to live in Dallas. It's a beautiful city, great friends. There's a police vehicle parked there, and we pulled up next to the police officer who was standing outside of it, rolled down the window and asked if it was okay to park there, and noticed that, yes, there is a perp in the back seat. I'm assuming a perp because we can see handcuffs, and he's in the back seat. We go in, check into the hotel, 
go over to the elevator. The elevator opens up and a strung out female in handcuffs being led out by another completely suited up police officer comes out, walking her out. Your teenage son's eyes get very wide at the sight of that strung out female, kind of wondering, should we go in the elevator? What are we going to be heading into? Should we hightail it out of there and find a better place? But, you know, you figure, you know, two perps, handcuffs, police officers, it's over and done with. The worst of it is over. You don't have to think anything of it. But you hear the police officer say to the front desk manager, tell housekeeping to be careful. We got as many of the needles cleaned up as we could find, but you never know where there might be more. Makes you really start to wonder what you're going to be walking into when your elevator doors open up on your floor. While you do that, another one of your hockey dads on your team comes and says that he had opened his door on his floor to go out and get ice. And he sees sees the police officers getting ready to bang on the door across from him, hands on their guns, and they just turn their heads to him and put their fingers to their lips, you know, and are and signal for him to go back in his room. And he closes his door really slowly, and he's eyeballing through the peephole to see what's going on. And then he's like, oh, man, they've got their guns ready to go. Might not be a great place to be. He texts the teams. We've got a, a sheriff on our team and wants to see if anybody knows how many walls a bullet can go through. His kid's in the bathroom taking a crap. How's he going to get his kid out and behind the bed? And, you know, all these things going on in his mind. I can't even imagine. It's crazy. But the arrests happen. Everyone starts thinking, okay, everything is better until yet another police officer with bags full of guns that were confiscated from the room comes down the elevator through the lobby. And they're not just little guns, not just handguns. They're semi-automatics, they're Glocks. He's walking out the door with them. Then everybody starts wondering, well, who's still coming to the hotel to buy drugs and guns? And who in the crime syndicate is going to alert the buyers not to come to the hotel? Turns out the person was already there for the deal and the deal went sour. So that person narked to the police and that's how they knew to come and make the arrests. I mean, come on can't write this stuff, right? But it was a great in-person after-school special for our teenage hockey boys on what happens if you do drugs for them to be able to see it firsthand. I mean, it really makes that egg on the frying pan analogy commercial that was going on when we were young seem really sedate when you're face-to-face with someone strung out on heroin and in handcuffs. That pretty much scares Anybody's straight, for sure. You would think that would be the end of it, right? That's not all. The next day goes fairly uneventful. Games happen. Dinner happens. Drinks with the parents in the hotel happens. Sleep happens. Wake up the next day to one of our dad's truck was getting had gotten broken into. Got that notice. And of course, you know, the parking lot's full of our rental cars, but they find the one truck, we thought, that was a personal vehicle that that happened to. Socks, terrible, awful, terrible. 
I had to go out to our car because I was leaving to have breakfast with a girlfriend. And the truck next to my car was hit also. And I see glass all over. You know, I was going to walk on the glass, drive on the glass. And it was a truck that had license plate that was from where we were from. So I thought it might be one of our teammates. And I noticed in the truck, a CCM bag that's slightly open. So, so I wanted to find out there was another team staying at our hotel as well. And I wanted to see if I would find our jersey inside or the other team's jersey inside. So I would know who to alert. And as I reach into the bag, I hear, ma'am, ma'am. And there's a police officer coming my way. They already knew it had been hit. And they just were already there. And they had 15 vehicles had been hit like this in the parking lot for our hotel and more in the hotel next to us. There were easily seven cop cars 30 hours after the guns and drug busts. So how I think, though, I wish I had been there if I were the thief who opened up a hockey bag and got the first whiff ever of leftover closed up hockey bag smell. I mean, that would be a pretty good punishment for sure. But I uh, had the whole conversation with a police officer and he just said that where we were located was a very popular spot for break-ins, especially this time of year. Had the other kids from the other team was out there with me. We were all looking at all the cars to make sure everybody was okay. Everybody was always worried about sticks in their bag and stuff getting stolen. We've had uh, families that have had full bags and sticks stolen in Detroit, full cars stolen in Detroit before, you know, and, you know, things are going to happen. We've learned from that. So we always bring all gear inside wherever we go. And I am sure all teams who listen to this, all you mamas, make sure you bring everything inside the hotel room, no matter where you are in the country, because it could have been, it could, it could the stuff can happen anywhere. I feel so, you know, it was great though, because we did have a little bonding experience with the team that was also staying at our hotel. And then the next day, we actually had to play that team. And again, you would have thought it was all over and done. The drama was over. The weekend was going to be good. But no, it keeps going. The other team goes up to 6-2 on us. And we're in the third period. Our boys score with five minutes to go, become 6-3. 15 seconds later, they score again, 6-4. Holy smokes. Whole different team. We're excited. Yeah. We get another goal, 6-5. With a minute left to go, we get yet another goal at 6-6. Six, six, it's tied. Go into overtime. Kill off the five minutes of overtime. Nobody scores. We go in a shootout. We go first. We miss. They go. They miss. We go. We miss. They go. They miss. I might have this wrong a little bit. We go. We get one. And we're going to win if they miss it. They go, they miss. Celebration, our team is on the ice. They literally lifted our goalie up and slammed him back on the ice down and they were dogpiling on him. It was a celebration as if they had just won the Stanley Cup. The other team's bench calls, the ref's over. The refs decide that the net had come off before the shooter had shot his puck. 
the kid gets to shoot again. The kid scores. The other team wins the game. And their team celebrates like they won the Stanley Cup. It was so crazy. And quite honestly, the only fitting ending to that weekend, which was such a crazy roller coaster filled weekend of emotions. Hockey parents, we know we are a special breed. Because instead of freaking out or getting upset or hightailing it out of town when the guns and drugs took center stage, we stood in there. We took everything Dallas had to give us and we laughed in its face. We even drank some whiskey and beers along the way. Our fear tolerance as hockey parents is massively high. Imagine if you hadn't had hockey to build your tenacity up. You might be called a soccer mom then. Oh, come on, I'm joking. But seriously, hockey families, we know, we go through some crazy stuff. And that makes this game even that much more special. And I want to thank our entire team and the team that was also staying in our hotel for having coolness of head, composure, grace, and the ability to have fun along the way, just looking forward <laughs> to the next weekend in Dallas, which is very shortly coming up <laughs> and what we're going to experience then. I uh, just felt that it would be fun for you to listen to this little story while you are finishing up your final touches for the week and making sure that you've got the meal ready to go, the gifts ready to go, and all of the all of the celebration that we're here to have as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, and that we, as a hockey family, celebrate our families together, apart, on Zoom, however we can. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you at the rink.